Welcome to The Dumb Intellects, a podcast about what you should know, but don't. We're your hosts, Marin, Sadie, and Morgan. Episode started. two. Hey, here we are. Episode two. <laughs> you know how it goes. We don't you know what we're doing. So good. Okay. Welcome everyone. This is our like first official episode. Mm-hmm. We did one yeah. last week, but it was more just of an intro. Honestly, more for us to figure out what we're doing, get our conversation down, make sure we can actually record mm-hmm. ourselves. And if you want to know more about us, go listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so because this podcast is like, I wouldn't categorize it in education. Well, yeah, maybe I would yeah, categorize it in education. Yeah. We're going to start with one new thing we all learned this week, which I love this question because it makes me feel like my mom at the dinner table. And oh she's like, gosh. what did you learn today? You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, Morgan, what did you learn this week? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really had to think about this. Okay. I'm going to do one and a half things. Okay. Uh, my half is that Subaru Crosstrex, very good in the snow, very safe. So that's my half. The real thing I learned is the proper form for a deadlift I usually deadlift with dumbbells, but then this week I was feeling real ambitious and I was like, okay, there's, okay, at my gym, there's just Smith machines. Yes, I am talking about Planet Fitness for everyone wondering. Yes, if you have seen any TikToks about the crazy things that go on at Planet Fitness. It is true. I did work there. <laughs> and so I saw a Smith machine open and I was like, okay, let's do it. Smith machines are the ones where the the barbells are connected. Right. right. They slide up and down yeah. the tracks. Which is... Just to clarify for anyone listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, or for me that didn't know that, so... <laughs> Which, in my opinion, is kind of nice because you don't need a spotter, really. Mm-hmm. And I don't work out with anyone else. So, whatever. I'm well, in the same boat. I literally will never ask this person to ever spot me. I'm yeah. like, I will do anything to I'm avoid... I'm not going to go up to a random person and be like, hey, bro, can you spot me? I will avoid communication with anyone at the gym at all costs. Yeah. It's like, it does not matter if I have to walk around the entire gym to avoid right? talking to a single person. Yep. In totally fact, agree. it was like the first time yesterday that I said, hey, are you using this? And I felt so <laughs> weird. I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, so I go up to the bar. And first of all, I was like, uh how much weight do I put on both sides? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, uh, it feels very different than just dumbbells. So I had to look up a video on TikTok. Um, and I just said like, dumb, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just typed in dumb and you I know, it came in, up. Am I, dumb? <laughs> I just typed in deadlift form and there was a really great video And so I tried to make sure no one saw me watching it as I'm trying to deadlift. But I learned that there are like three different positions you can have your hands in. You're supposed to have a straight back. And when you lift up, you're supposed to squeeze your core and visualize that you're um, like bursting the weight belt off. And then once you come up fully, you kind of squeeze your glutes and um, do a little tiny hip thrust. And then you go back down and that's a dummy version of how to do a proper deadlift. Wow. And I don't think I've been doing that this whole time. So there you go. Yeah. Now it's you know. It's going to benefit your booty. Yeah. And I'm happy about and that. And let me tell you, my hammies, they're feeling oh, it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Marin, what did you learn? I'm excited to hear yours. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I learned the most interesting thing this week. Okay. Tell me if any of these phrases you feel triggered by. Okay. 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 For all intensive purposes... 
um, a new mm. leash on life. I've never heard that. Take it for granite. Yeah. Oh, are you, are, are any of these triggering to you? I don't like that yes, granite one. Because they are all triggering to me. Okay. Those actual phrases are for all intents and purposes, uh-huh. a new lease on life mm-hmm. and then take it for granted. But it's like, we've all heard someone say one of those things. Like there are oh, these phrases that are commonly missaid and they're like missaid by everyone. Yeah. Like I have heard people say, take it for granted. And I'm like, no. This is no, I can't believe you actually think that's what it is. So those phrases that are so commonly, like so commonly missaid that people know what they are when mm-hmm. they're being missaid, those are called egg corns. So E G G C O R N, like acorn but egg corn. Stop it with your egg corns. Yeah. So wow. I thought that was the most fun fact ever. Also, apologies because I am getting over a head cold, so my voice does sound a little wonky and i swear it's not covid we're f- we're being compliant i don't have covid yeah. and i'm not we're spreading six feet it. apart it's fine yeah <laughs> kind of um <laughs> i have a question is it we're all in the same boat or vote it's boat okay or yeah. boat oh what i don't know <laughs> Let me just throw out another <laughs> there was another one i can't remember what it was it was like being in you know that like the fetal position yeah mm-hmm. There's one, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like in the feeble position Jesus. or something. Oh, no. And I'm like the poor people who are saying feeble position because they don't know what the word fetal means. Like, and for those of you who don't know, I'm not judging you. Fetal is like when you're all curled up, like your knees are into your chest. and you're Because that's what you look like when you are a fetus. Not when you are feeble. Yeah. <laughs> but also you could. You could very well true. be feeble. Yeah, so fetus. maybe both of those work. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it is the feeble person. Are you feeling feeble as a fetus? Okay, Sadie, what did you learn this week? Pass it on. Pass on the baton. Okay, so I feel like I'm super behind the game on this. So if you guys have already heard about this, <laughs> we'll feel free you. to make fun of me. We'll ridicule you. Liquid IV packets. Dude. I've heard of them. I have no idea what they are. I've heard of them when I was sick. I wanted them. Unfreaking believable. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. So I discovered them at Costco, if you're wondering. Liquid IV, that is the most accurate title because it is literally like putting water in your veins. It's one packet is equal to three water bottles. That is amazing. How do they do that? Yeah, I have no idea. But honestly, like I've been using them for a week now. and I'm That's amazing. Yeah, they have been amazing. I have felt so much better. Like my skin has felt better. My hair has felt better. Like I just have so much more energy because I know that I'm like fully hydrated. Are you okay sticking yourself with a needle? Why? I just... Is that how it works? No, no, no. They're just drink. They're in. It's in my drink right now. Oh, no. It's like <laughs> Morgan's like, so you have to attach the IV bag to yourself alone as an unregistered nurse. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. I that is what I was thinking. I should have. This is why we have this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I should have clarified. Um, oh, no, my. they are hydration packets that you put in your drink. And the best part is like, you know, the other drink flavoring mm-hmm. packets, like, like crystal light, like crystal light. I can think of. Yeah. Those for me are super sugary yeah, and like yeah, yeah. you can feel that it's sugar, even if it does That's have like I electrolytes. But this one like does not feel sugary. It does not feel overwhelming. Does like it, it just adds a, a little bit. The one that I currently have is strawberry, but there's also Ooh, a yeah. lemon lime, but they're both like real flavors. And mm-hmm. so you don't feel like you're drinking sugar. You don't feel like it's been added to your water. You just feel like it's like fruit in your water wow and it is so hydrating and so amazing and i looked it up just to make sure that this was accurate okay this is on their website non-gmo okay cool so that's fantastic 
hydrates faster than water alone, which, okay, I guess that makes sense. And then they have five essential vitamins. So they have B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Let me wow. tell you, those are essential in this time of COVID. Absolutely. Facts. Especially the vitamin C. And also there are increased rates of RSV right now. The yeah. head cold, Marin. I have been a victim of the head cold. <laughs> <laughs> if you were selling yeah. this to me right now, I would give you my money. Yeah. Oh, they are amazing. In and fact, I want to right now. If you go on their website, it like shows you exactly what ingredients were in it and like why they put that ingredient in there and like how it helps you. It's just amazing. So that's what I learned about this week and it changed my life. What the heck? Interesting. Yeah. So at Costco. Liquid IV. At the Costco. Costco. Everyone. Can you? Run to Costco. <laughs> All right. Okay. So today we are covering the topics of a couple different fad diets. We're talking keto, paleo, and I, I, it's got to be yeah, intermittent fasting, 16, yeah. eight fasting. I feel like it's a good time to be talking about this because of the new year. People want to know about these diets, whether you're planning on starting one or whether mm-hmm. your friends are talking about it because they're doing it. And you're like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or you just want to get like a good evaluation of right. things that are out there to try. Big disclaimer though between the three of us we have absolutely zero medical background so medical sources we're utilizing for this podcast will be listed in the show notes any other opinions that we have are simply opinions we can't recommend or discourage yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. discourage any of these Mm -hmm. for certain people we have uh, no qualifications yeah before we get going I want to know where we all ranked before we started our research. I love this, except for when I saw how you ranked. So out of 10, zero being I know absolutely nothing. 10 meaning I could teach you a whole lesson right now. Keto, I would rate myself a two. My mom's friend did it one time. So I feel like I know a little something. Paleo diet, nothing. Zero. Didn't know anything before this. And the intermittent fasting diet, four question mark? elaborate like 16 8 okay i can figure out that those added together is 24 okay 24 hours 16 8 fasting okay you're probably not eating for one of those yeah yeah eating Eating. (laughs) it feels logical so i used my logic for four out of ten so that's where i started for everything nice wow that's pretty good i mean that feels like I don't know. That feels reasonable. Feels accurate to me. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Sadie? No. Yeah. I was, I was actually pretty similar to you. Keto for me was about a one. I similarly had a friend do it once, I think in high school. So it's been a minute since I heard about it. Paleo, absolutely nothing. I have no idea. And then fasting. I have a few friends that have done it. And so I can tell you what they do, but I have no knowledge myself. Yeah. I put myself as a five for keto just because my husband's brother and his wife did keto for a while and we ate with them regularly. Mm-hmm. And so like mm-hmm. I kind of knew what keto entailed, like what you could eat when you're on the keto diet, but I oh, had awesome. no idea like why it was beneficial yeah. or like what the purpose of restricting yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself to those foods were. Paleo, I put myself as a one simply because I assumed like paleo, paleolithic is like eating like neanderthals or whoever yeah. lived in that time oh yeah that's true so that good, was my good logic for you. on that one props for you i don't the, know what the that caveman diet is yeah 16 8 fasting i also have had family who've done 16 8 fasting so i know how 
that works and like why why they did it yeah none of these i've ever done have you guys ever done any of these no i haven't done any of them um no i've been told to do them I, by someone friendly or by someone rude no i think someone friendly yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. people friendly i'm like that's that is a comfortable person to be like you should have really gone on that they, they actually <laughs> suggested them for like energy purposes mm-hmm. like oh you feel tired you should try this yeah um have i done it no will i probably We'll get to we'll that get later. We'll get into that. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about keto first. Keto is basically a low carb, high fat diet. And if you don't know what a carb or fat is, we'll get into that. Don't worry. I'm still, sometimes the lines are a little blurry for mm-hmm. me. I'm not a nutritionist. But basically the idea is that you reduce your carbs and you take in more fat. So your body goes into a metabolic state that's called ketosis. That's the name, keto. And in this state, your body uses fat for fuel as opposed to carbs. Interesting. So you're burning in quotation marks. Your body is using your fat for energy, your stored fat for energy, as opposed to your carbs. So high carbs, these are the foods that you're supposed to limit on the keto diet. If you don't know what the heck a carb is, it's pretty much any food that you would enjoy (laughs) in my opinion (laughs) like sugary foods soda ice cream candy if you would eat it post breakup it's out if you saw Elle Woods eating it in Legally Blonde after she got dumped it's out grains or starches so wheat-based products rice pasta if it's like a filler food that you're gonna put on your plate Mm. with other things that's out does that include like chips and crackers things like that yes so I think like potatoes like a potato chip would be included okay I think a starch is a a carb yes let's just really quick confirm (laughs) wow starchy (laughs) foods are our main source of carbohydrates okay yeah so a starch is a carb (laughs) okay oh amazing okay fruit interestingly enough that is where you immediately lose me i really like fruit wait so are they saying this is less intake of fruit or these are foods to cut them out so it depends on how intense right now what not to eat this is don't eat this if you're doing a strict keto diet i mean Wow. I'll get into my opinion of like these strict diets when we get into this. But if you're doing this most strict form of the keto diet, it's gone. So mm-hmm. including that beans or legumes. I <laughs> literally love that word. So that's like peas, kidney beans, lentils, chickpeas, root okay. vegetables, like, oh, there they are. Potatoes and carrots. Uh, there we go. I just didn't read my notes. Um, Hold on. There's a note that says tubers can i just ask (laughs) what the heck is a tuber i'm formally asking marin i'm formally asking marin to keep this in the podcast because i would like everyone to know (laughs) what a tuber is this is really funny because in my notes it's root vegetables and tubers and then i have listed potatoes and carrots but i'm like i don't know how to define tubers so i don't want to like read the word tuber but i just looked up to confirm it is like a beet. Yeah. Um, so tubers are in large structures, uses storage organs for nutrients in some plants. Here's and my the challenge. pictures show beets, carrots, and potatoes. Here's my challenge. Uh, we all have to use tuber in a conversation tomorrow. Oh, that's an excellent. <laughs> I love that. Eat your tubers. If you learn nothing else from today's podcast, you know what a tuber is. Yeah. It makes sense, though, because they're like root vegetables. Yeah. Like a, like they're a like tube. tubes, yeah. That feels intuitive, even yeah. though I don't know what it is. Intubertive. Intubertive. <laughs> 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 oh, oh that's so terrible i should be a dad oh my gosh okay so continuing on the foods that you're not supposed to have any low fat or diet products which i thought was really interesting mm. so like sugar-free soda diet soda mm. some condiments or sauces so like 
barbecue sauce, teriyaki sauce, ketchup, like those kind of things are a no-no. That's specific. Wow. Unhealthy fats, which is like your processed vegetable oils. And then alcohol is also a no-no. So those are all the things that you're not supposed to eat because they are considered like high carb things. The things you should eat are anything that's high fat. So foods you're good to eat, meats and fatty fish. So fatty fish would be like a salmon or tuna. Eggs, butter, cream, and cheese. Nuts and seeds, avocados, mm. low-carb veggies, which is green veggies, tomatoes, onions, peppers, and then condiments, which is like salt and pepper. Like that's pretty much all you get. And spices. So, I mean, you can make things taste. Yeah, you can spices. How far you can go with um, salt and pepper and how much you miss them when you don't have them. I had a very plain baked potato the other day and it was just a root. It was basically <laughs> it was a, a tuber. tuber. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate a plain tuber. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much, I mean, in the most basic, well, not in the most basic, that's pretty detailed of like what you are supposed to limit and what you're supposed to increase. Essentially, at least for me, it's helpful to know that it's low carb, high fat, because mm-hmm. then I can at least categorize foods in my brain and yep. saying like, okay, this is considered low carb, this is considered high fat. So that was helpful. One of the things that I found super interesting, um, I did a little bit of research on like when it started, who started it, mm-hmm. why did they start it, things like that. And... You guys are going to be shocked about this. I'm excited. But it was started in 1921. Whoa. So it's been around for a hot minute. Well, and the crazy thing is started in 1921 and it was initially a treatment for epilepsy. What? Interesting. Yeah. And so they basically what they found through research is that if you go on this keto diet, your seizures minimize. Is that the right word? They they lessen. lessen. Yeah, yeah, lessen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so they basically took a huge group of people with epilepsy and they put them on this keto diet and they just measured, you know, the frequency wow. and the intensity of their seizures and found that it was helpful. But I guess the interesting thing is there wasn't a lot of like long term benefits to it. So it like helped for a short period of time. But as soon as they went off of the diet, the epilepsy came back full swing. And so that's kind of why it stopped being used as a treatment, essentially, is because, you know, you would have to stay on it forever um, in order for it to work correctly. And so then it kind of like died down for a few decades and then came back in the 2000s as a fad diet. So did you find in your research that they'd done more studies recently on like epilepsy prevention using mm-hmm. the keto diet? Like I'm, I'm sure the scientists in the 1920s were also very smart, but like but they didn't have the technology. Obviously, yeah, I'm just wondering that, like, if we people nowadays today. are like, hey, let's see if that the evidence they had was reliable like did you find anything like that i didn't i just basically found that when it died off the reason it kind of came back is because researchers wanted to figure out like if there were any other benefits to it Uh um and they just like basically put the epilepsy treatment aside and we're just like okay that happened then we're gonna try and take it a different route and that's when the like dieting came in essentially because they found you know the benefits of like weight loss and things like that and so they were like oh let's take it this way but that would be an interesting thing to look into Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to research that for us take the lead (laughs) yeah go ahead (laughs) okay so consensus between doctors and nutritionists good bad ugly what do they think here are kind of the negative things it's hard to follow long term and there are not many long-term effects known 
people with kidney disease need to be really cautious about it mm. because um, following the keto diet could potentially worsen their symptoms. And there were some studies done just uh, of people doing the keto diet. Um, some of their health conditions just worsened. So um, I work with an osteopath. And for those who don't know what that word means, I am included in that group. <laughs> this um, osteopath I work with is a like bone disease doctor, but also he's done so many other things. He's a nutritionist. So I asked him and he was very much into doing the keto diet if it's good with your genes and your genetics. Um, the good, the good part that the doctor said um, is that there is a lot of evidence that it can reduce seizures in children. So there you go. Maybe so that's the, the, that that's the updated more, research. Yeah. yeah. And this is really cool, and it kind of makes sense. It improves the blood sugar control with people with type 2 diabetes. Trick is they only found that in the short term. Because it's hard to follow in the long term, they don't really have any information on long-term effects, results, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because I'm looking at the, I mean, foods to limit, going back to what you talked about, Marin, limiting fruit for a long period of time, I can imagine would be very difficult. Mm -hmm. Same with like root vegetables or, I mean, for me, ketchup, but that's totally <laughs> like, that's a me thing. You know, fruits and vegetables, that would be hard to limit for a long mm -hmm. period of time. I'm not going to so, lie. I can't go a day without my tubers. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do without tubers? But honestly, though, like nowadays, it's very hard to go without sugary things because you're surrounded by them. Yeah. So so I guess I that I leads us into the question of would we individually try this? Right. For me personally, the way that I live, I am anti-food restriction mm. ever. The healthiest thing for me to do is eat in moderation. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can have a healthy meal plus something that maybe is slightly unhealthy. Yeah. But I'm not eating it in excess, you know. So I'm, exactly. a, I'm a no to this one primarily because I'm just anti-food restriction. Like types of food. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And I feel similarly where limiting specific types of foods especially when they're not innately unhealthy I have a hard time accepting that for me what makes it a no-go is honestly the fruits and vegetables I know I've talked about that twice now but like those are Big such deal. a huge yeah they're such a huge part of my diet that I don't think that I could cut those out for a long period of time and react well well and what would be hard too is like if you start a diet like this and obviously like we've talked about it has kind of always been a short-term thing. Like there, yeah. no one really knows long-term effects because no one can stick to it. If you're doing it for short-term reasons, then that's one thing. But I feel like people get on a fad diet and then they fall off and there's like this guilt of like, oh, I stopped yeah. my diet. And then like, that's not good for Absolutely. your mental health. Mm -mm. Yeah. And so I think understanding that this is a short-term like if this is going to help me lose weight to get to a point where I can start maintaining a normal diet again, then right. that's great. Yeah. And I think that's a great point is like, if this is just a reset almost for mm -hmm. you, like a way to just yeah. kind of start over on a diet, that's fantastic. The expectations have to be set correctly when exactly. you start. Morgan, yeah. would, um, would you do it? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I don't even really want to try it. I work out because I like to work out, but also because I love food and I love good food. I want to stay in shape. And be able to eat what I want, mm -hmm. obviously. 
I really stick to doing things in moderation. I have just done my own personal research that you do need carbs. Yeah. So, I think for people yeah. who have done it and have had a great experience, absolutely not trying to rain on their parade or anything. Right. The fact that not any of the three of us would want to do it doesn't necessarily mean it is the wrong option yeah. for everybody. But yeah, I think not a ton of like long-term research. So if you're looking into this one, understand it's mostly a short-term thing. And if you're going to do it, don't feel bad if you do it for a short term. Like yeah. that's, that's how it's, how it's been done and how it started and how it's probably going to continue to go. So in summary, we're going to do a, this was a, Morgan's idea and I love it. It's a, what you got to know. Is that? Yeah. Like, what you got to know. So in like a very short thing, what, what do you got to know about keto? It's low carb. So low good stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> high fat, which is like your meats and cheese. And then your body goes into ketosis and uses fat for fuel instead of carbs. Historical summary started 1920s, kind of decreased in the 70s. And it was originally a treatment for epilepsy. So that'll be a fun fact in your Mm -hmm. conversations. Morgan? Unless it's for type 2 diabetes or seizures, doctors don't love it. All right. Excellent summaries. Okay. So we're going to talk now about, we're going to move on from keto and talk paleo. Morgan, uh, give us an idea of what this diet consists of. And Let's how it go paleo. Very basically, um, it's based from the Paleolithic era, which is uh, about 2.5 million years ago. A lot of people call it the hunter-gatherer diet. And essentially, this might go down in the what you gotta know, it's foods you can hunt and gather. So what foods are you going to be eating on the paleo diet you're going to be eating lean meat like wild game fish the website that i was looking at um said specifically like salmon and tuna things high in omega-3s fruits veggies oil from nuts and fruits it's like peanut oil it said like olive oil and walnut oil okay peanut peanut oil is probably yeah probably probably in there okay yeah if walnut oil avocado oil avocado oil that's probably a great one um nuts themselves and seeds yeah essentially things you can gather and hunt foods to avoid i wrote these down and out of all these one two three four five six of them have frowny faces next to them oh no yep yep you guys know my opinion already Foods to avoid, number one, potatoes, salt, refined sugar, dairy, that's a big one, beans, also a big one for me, peanuts, well, now that's interesting because we said peanut oil. Oh, okay. So not peanut oil. So not peanut oil. So is peanut not not a a nut? nut? What the freak is a peanut? Oh my word. So um, we're agreeing for paleo diet, no peanuts. No peanuts. No, no peanut peanuts. oil, no peanuts. Okay. Carry. No. Um, you also cannot have wheat or oats Oof. or barley wow. or peas. Here's an opinion. Can't wheat be gathered? Yeah. I also <sighs> thought the same thing about potatoes. Now here's yeah. my thing. Like I a was... tuber, you can get that in the forest. <laughs> yeah. Here's the question. If you're a hunter gatherer and you're looking for food, you know, you're, you're pulling berries off trees you're pulling nuts off trees apparently because you're getting walnuts somehow 
why wouldn't you eat the root of something? Like, okay, That's tell me when you were a kid, question. you didn't pull grass out of the ground and eat the white part. No, you totally is did. that extra? So experience? I did not eat that, but I pulled the grass. Okay, I I ate it. Okay, I'm with thank you. you. Oh, okay. I know that I did that, and I'm like, someone help me. I'm amongst weirdos. No, it All was my a tuber. Did it. Yeah, that's a grass tuber, and that's a fact. You can Google that. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't look that up. Remember, and not nutritious here. Yeah, I feel like potatoes should have been included on the list. At least maybe not potatoes like what we think of like the big Idaho potato, but oh, like yeah. little small potatoes. I know. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you think? Or like red potatoes. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I thought peas, aren't they, don't they grow on something? Yeah. Okay. You, I mean, you can plant them. Yes. But let me tell you, I had to read this book called Guns, Germs, and Steel for high school. And one of the biggest things that set apart hunter gatherers and um, when people actually started settling the was the mm-hmm. domestication of the pea. What? Yes. So peas used to be in a pod and the pods used to open and scatter the peas. And that's how the plant would reproduce and continue to have more pea plants. But basically the gatherers turned settlers found pea plants that had a mutation where the pea plant wouldn't open. And so they could take it, take the peas and plant them Hmm. and also eat them. So that change actually is what helped spark. Um, One of the things as theorized in this book which is really boring, but also very interesting. So Marin if you want has, any more fun facts about peas. Marin has made sense to why in the paleo diet, we cannot have peas because they have been domesticated. Mm-hmm. Can you tell yeah. us why it started? So, um, yeah, I mean, Morgan, you kind of took all my fun facts. It oh, pretty, much, I'm so pretty sorry. much started with our man, Frank Flintstone. Is that Fred or Frank? I think it's Frank. I think it's, I Frank. Think it's Fred. It is Fred. what the heck why do is it when i google frank flintstone it pulls up this man okay probably because they're like oh people didn't know so we yeah okay anyway so if fred flintstone is your body goals then (laughs) this is the diet for you you. yeah this is what people were eating the reason why people this diet kind of came back up is nutritionists were looking at this diet and the paleolithic time and it was a time when mankind was going through a big period of evolution they were adapting to climate change learning to cook with fire and they started using tools so they wanted to look back at this time and see how this diet increased our like neural expansion the actual concept of the paleo diet didn't start until the 1970s so that's when they really established it as a pattern of eating and then it was popularized by a book that was published in 2002 So the tricky part with this diet is that there's a lot of like conflicting evidence about what those people actually ate because everything they look Mm, back on is just hypothetical. Right. This is what we think they ate. Yeah. This is our, our best guess is this, but no one really actually knows. Literally prehistory. Exactly. So they have been able to reconstruct it a little bit on evidence gathered from archaeological remains. And also, I thought this was interesting, by studying modern tribes. And in the modern world, there are like a dozen of these tribes that still follow a hunter-gatherer diet. There's a tribe from Tanzania called the Hadza. I might pronounce that wrong. And that is considered like the birthplace of human evolution. And they reside in a tropical forest and still follow a hunter-gatherer diet. So their diet would be different. I guess in a way you can kind of a- adapt it to what y- you would think. Yeah, that's so interesting. Might eat. Going on to what doctors and nutritionalists have to say about it. As you kind of said, Marin, there's a lot of debate. They've found a lot of benefits, but then they've also found they're unable to track it long term. Just like with the keto diet, it's hard to stick to for a long period of time, and therefore we don't have any long term studies. One of the interesting things is 
that there are like specific benefits to this diet that don't exist in other diets, such as the Mediterranean diet or the diabetes diet. And I think there are five of them that were listed. So more weight loss, improved glucose tolerance, which is interesting to me. I have a friend that has a really bad intolerance for glucose and... Um, I knew she was on a diet and now that I'm thinking about it, it probably was paleo and it, it actually worked for her. So super interesting. Um, better blood pressure control. I always say this word wrong, but lower triglycerides. Is that oh, how you yeah. say it? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I always say that wrong, but, and then better, better appetite management. I thought that was interesting as well as, you know, you're eating things that are manageable and that help you manage your diet rather than like cutting out all of the things that you want to eat, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I thought those were some super great benefits. Some of the, you know, potential harms from this diet that they found is that there is the most risk for deficiencies in calcium and vitamin D. And mm, both of those, dairy. exactly. Oh, and yeah. both of those are critical to bone health. And so your bones can become weak. Interesting because you can get vitamin D by being outside and, and there was hunting and gathering. There's, there was no inside <laughs> for these paleolithic creatures i guess nowadays because of the amount of calcium and vitamin d we have like Mm -hmm. we've you know evolutionized a little bit evolved so makes for bone health not great um there's also an increased risk of kidney and heart disease whoa wow those are some biggies to drop at the end (laughs) wow okay given that i don't know like when you started, Morgan, and we're saying the things you could eat, uh-huh. maybe it's just because we were just talking about the keto diet that was more restrictive. It I'm was... like, maybe I could do this. <laughs> but I actually like really thinking about it. I don't know if I could because like I said, I'm more of just a moderation type eater. I do think this feels overall more manageable than the keto diet. Mm-hmm. It, sounds, it sounds to me, I'm like, oh, when you say those foods that you are allowed to eat, I'm like, that sounds more balanced to me than meat and cheese absolutely yeah i agree and i think that that's definitely more manageable definitely more balanced like you were saying um personally i don't think i could do it because of the bone health issue yeah that's a that's Um, a biggie (laughs) and the heart and kidney disease i just those are risks that i don't want to take yeah i don't know this makes me feel like if you're going to try any sort of diet you should do proper research and I don't think any of us took you know hours and hours to research this it doesn't have to take long but should definitely research just to see what the pros and cons are what the benefits and what the um just what the risks are just because wow those are some big ones I was thinking that I could do the paleo diet until it cut out wheat which I really like to get whole wheat, protein, pasta, and no beans. If you know me, I I love beans um, and dairy. No. So I'm going to say no. So have we all said? We all, we're really bad. Okay. okay. So we're all no on this. But this to me feels more reasonable Absolutely. than some other ones that I've heard. Yeah. yeah. What you got to know? Yeah. What do you got to know? Paleo diet. Just think, can you hunt this food? Can you gather this food? Yes and yes, paleo. Benefits include glucose tolerance, improvement, and for me, better appetite management. Those are the biggest two. And then don't forget that it can be bad for your bone health. And with that, on to the 16-8 fasting. Intermittent. Intermittent. So this was a really interesting one. I was 
thankful to have done a lot of research on this because it is pretty self-explanatory. But I really liked this quote that came from one of the medical websites I was on. It said, many diets focus on what to eat, but intermittent fasting is all about when you eat. So I thought that was interesting is like the other two diets that we talked about are very strict on like what to eat, what not to eat. But fast intermittent fasting is way more about like when I you're like eating. That. Already I like that. Seems manageable to me. So there are several different ways to do this. But the big idea is that you are choosing regular time periods in which you're eating and then in which you're fasting. Most often people do an eight hour period each day where they eat and then the 16 hours to fast. And then basically what's happening when you do intermittent fasting is that after hours without food, the body exhausts its sugar and then starts burning fat. And so essentially it's called metabolic switching and you're prolonging the period when your body has burned through calories from your last meal and then it requires it to start burning fat. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. So the history behind fasting This is funny. So when I was looking up the history, I specifically wanted to get sources from things like .org, .net, you know, reliable things. People, I could not find a single thing that said when the 16-8 fasting started. I even went to Wikipedia and was like, okay, Wikipedia, you have to like cite where you got your information from. So at the very least, I can go down to the bottom. That is the best thing about Wikipedia. That's like true. you can go get general info and be like, let me just steal your source on that. And yeah. Grab it. Yeah, not really. Nothing. So the gist of when fasting itself started is taking it back to Paleolithic era when they did not have food and so they had to fast while going out and hunting and gathering. So it wasn't a intentional thing intentional thing right and so the websites that i did find they said it's been going on for thousands of years the interesting thing is that i can't remember when i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it said in the 70s so the 70s were a really big time for diets that feels culturally correct yeah like that feels I'm going to go home and ask my mom. (laughs) There was something called the 5-2 diet that kind of started the 16-8. And the 5-2 diet was a very similar thing, but just you would eat a certain way for five days out of the week. And then for two days out of the week, you would cut your calorie intake back to wikipedia said like 600 calories in just one day and i was like what the yeah that's what i saw too i did in in my research about what intermittent fasting was i found Mm -hmm. that and it was yeah 500 to 600 calories for two days a week yeah and um and that's really the only thing that i found as to what kind of started this 16-8 fasting is people took the 5-2 and then kind of made the 16-8 and so on and so forth so not much history about it there is actually i didn't think there would be but there is a lot of research around intermittent fasting yeah and you know the different the different sort of ratios you can break it up into this is from a doctor at massachusetts general hospital and she says there's evidence to suggest that the circadian rhythm fasting which is basically human's pattern of sleeping during the night and waking up when the sun comes up that's like our circadian rhythm anyway there's evidence to suggest the circadian rhythm fasting is effective 
but she still recommends that people use an eating approach that works for them and is sustainable to them. So some of the study findings are a little bit contradictory, but the benefits that some studies have found is weight loss, prevention of type 2 diabetes, prevention of heart disease, which are all big things. The risk, which I agree with, like intuitively it makes sense, is overeating. If you are waking up super hungry and then Mm. you go into your first meal and just eat the heck out of whatever you make, then that's not beneficial to you. Yeah, yeah. The idea is that either you prolong the time after you wake up before you have your first meal or prolong the time in the evening when you don't, you're, you would typically have like your last meal. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I think that's a, a big risk. And obviously if you're overeating, you put yourself back into a place where you're not getting the benefits of weight loss, type two diabetes prevention, heart disease, all those other things. So you have to have the type of balance that you would if you were making yourself hungry. I wonder if it's a matter of training your body to be hungry at certain times and not hungry at other times. Mm -hmm. And so like maybe overeating is an initial problem. Mm -hmm. And then if you can get over that. And there is, like I said, there's a lot of evidence, like a lot of doctors agree that this type of dieting is effective and I feel like one of the reasons why is because it's not restrictive necessarily in food types you don't need to be out there buying you know going to sprouts and buying the very specific things that maybe are expensive or not always available to you it's like you can still have things that are manageable but that are well balanced you know Mm -hmm. the idea is you're not eating crap but having a well-balanced meal and just eating only restricting yourself to eating only during a certain period of time. So you're not having a huge snack late at night or right when you wake up. Yeah. So for me personally, I think that if I were to go on a diet, obviously as I've shared, I'm not super pro restrictive eating. Mm -hmm. I think this is a a good option. Like I would do this. I feel like this is so manageable for me to be like, okay, I'm not going to have my first meal until 11 o'clock. You know, that's it to me is better than being like seeing something at a party and being like, oh, I can't eat that. Right. You know, yeah. that's, that would be hard for me. Like yeah. the social eating. I've done right. that. That's hard. I've done that. It was with you guys. Remember? I couldn't have uh, like sweets and chocolate oh, because I of my migraines. That. I was trying to see if it was sugar. Yeah. You did it with me for like two weeks. What? I'm a good friend. Yeah, I know you are. You're, wow. you're so I forgot great. that I did that. I remember both of you doing it. And then me and another girl that we were living with were just like, nope see ya like sorry that's an unfortunate thing thing that you're in (laughs) yeah and it was during the holidays too (laughs) i agree with you marin though like i think i've been doing this unintentionally because my husband and i started doing this thing where we don't eat after like eight and so we have dinner and then we're like okay no snacking no ice cream nothing after 8 p.m and then obviously in the morning we like eat breakfast we're not having midnight snacks we're not eating ice cream at 11 p.m you know what i mean and so it's in that sense i can see myself doing this yeah because i feel like that's beneficial and i i don't know for me personally i rarely wake up in the morning with like a raging appetite like i'm a small breakfast person but i have to remind myself consciously like i need to eat breakfast Right. So I think that the switch to that for anyone who has similar experience is super manageable. Absolutely. I would say, yes, I would try this. One thing we didn't say, like we didn't have any research on. I have been told that intermittent fasting is not 
uh, always great for women's bodies. Mm -hmm. So I would be curious to see any research if that comment is accurate. I do know that there's, um, if you are on a very restrictive diet as a woman, it can have effects to your menstrual cycle. Mm. If you're not taking in enough calories, it can have effects on your body's rhythm. That would definitely be something, like if you are prone to menstrual cycle inconsistencies, it would 100%. I mean, any any case, talk to a doctor before you're making any big change. Yeah, other than that, I would say... I would say, yeah, I would do this as far as the whole thing. Uh, what you got to know? What you got to know is that this is a diet regarding when you eat versus what you eat. 16 hours off, eight hours on. It actually has a lot of great studies surrounding it regarding weight loss, but the risks are that you overeat or you don't eat balanced. Wow. Well, personally, I feel so much better about my knowledge about these diets i I don't know i feel like we should clarify we didn't read any of each other's notes so everything that the other person said was the first time we're hearing this information right which is fun yeah and honestly just like a good thing to be educated about whether you're gonna start a diet or you are maybe being conscious of your friends who have started a diet you know if i was feeding someone or inviting someone over and knew that they had a certain eating requirement it's just it's just good to know about absolutely yeah i feel like i'm ready for the new year and ready for random people to post about starting the paleo diet and i can sit back and say i know that you are not having any potatoes with salt but you're probably (laughs) having fruits and veggies which a person on keto cannot have fruits and i know you're comparing yourself to fred flintstone every day (laughs) to see how close you're getting to his body time i love that oh man well thank you for listening guys we will be back next week with another episode be sure to give us a like and follow on our instagram at the dumb intellects if you could leave us a review that would be really helpful on whatever platform you're listening on yeah have an educational week (laughs) 